0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, October 28th, 2020. I'm Caleb Brown. The brutal killing of a school teacher in France over images of muhammad displayed in class comes at the same time that French President Macron hopes to reform the practice of Islam in France. What are the implications for the freedom of speech? Fleming Rose is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. We spoke this week. Before we get into the substance of these attacks, uh, you noted before we started recording that it's important to understand that France, as a country, was like the United States, founded
1: on a set of ideals. Yes, and this goes back to uh, you know the French Revolution uh, and the Declaration of uh, of Man. These are the ideals of the Republic, uh, implying that in France, when you are out in the public domain, you do not meet one another as, you know, a Muslim, Christians, atheist, uh, immigrant, non-immigrant, but as citizens, as equal citizens. Um, and and this teacher who uh, recently was killed or be- and beheaded in, in France, he was in fact teaching uh, a class the principles of civic education uh, in france and 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 one of the one of the found foundational ideas of uh, of france is the secular state and principles of freedom of religion and freedom of expression and as part of this and a, as part of uh, of this class he was showing cartoons of the prophet muhammad I think two cartoons that had been published by the satirical magazine Charlie Hebdo some years ago. And and as our listeners probably know, in 2015, uh, 12 uh, journalists and uh, cartoonists uh, at Charlie Hebdo's offices in France were attacked by two brothers uh, radical uh, islamist um, uh, and and they were killed in
0: this uh, most recent attack this teacher which we haven't mentioned yet was beheaded
1: yes uh, he he, beheaded. he was shot and then uh, beheaded by a uh, Young man from uh, Chechnya, uh, Muslim Republic uh, in the south of, uh, of of Russia, he had been granted uh, asylum, even though his first application had been denied. But he appealed to a higher court, and um, and and then it was confirmed. Emmanuel Macron calls it
0: terrorism, it, and you think that's fair?
1: I mean it depends on your definition of course but I'm I'm yes it was terrorism in the sense that the 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 idea of terrorism is to terrorize meaning that uh, by by committing violence or threatening violence you try to impose uh, some ideas on 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 the public uh, on citizens uh, in a society and in that sense it's it's just not ordinary uh, an ordinary crime and, and and you know that's why i think that that the most effective tool when it comes to fighting terrorism is in fact that 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 people living in a society do not accept to be terrorized which means that you uh, you go on with your life and you do the things that you want to do without paying attentions to um to uh, to the ambitions of uh, terrorists that that maybe they want to silence you uh maybe uh, they want to spread fear uh, or whatever it might be is it france's
0: response here uh and i i don't want to get the order of these events uh mixed up because emmanuel macron uh recently came out with a reform plan that uh, that he announced before this attack, which was an effort to reform the practice of Islam in France. And that just doesn't seem like uh, something that is useful or productive. It, it seems like it could be enormously
1: counterproductive. Yes, but I think France is in a state of moral panic. And in fact, President Macron announced this plan in the aftermath of uh, another terrorist attack that uh, two or three weeks ago happened in front of the former officers of Charlie Hebdo when uh, two journalists who happened to stand in front of the building, but they they, they were not employed by Charlie Hebdo, who long ago moved to another building. And in the aftermath of that attack, uh, President Macron uh, announced that he would... I, I think it's just not about reforming the education of, um, of Muslim clerics, but it's, it's a broader political plan. But I, I agree with you in the sense that this, in fact, goes against the ideals of the Republic and the separation of ch- uh, state and church, because you, you, know, you have a very militant, um, tough uh, uh, secularism in, in France far tougher than in the United States and Denmark, even though we also have a division or separation of uh, of church and state. And usually the state and the government in France uh, is not uh, allowed to um, to interfere with religious education and uh, uh, religious life. That's purely a, a private matter. But, but in these extraordinary circumstances, it seems... This is exactly what uh, Macron intends to do. But if you're a
0: Muslim living in France and you are horrified by these kinds of attacks, to see the government of the country that you live in decide that they want to reform the practice of your faith in that country, it might push some people to say, well, I'm more with these other guys now than I am with the broad principles that underlie French
1: society. Yes, but but on the other hand, in fact, there are imams in France who have supported uh, Macron's uh, initiative. But I think, Caleb, what is at stake here is also a principle that uh, that has its roots in in uh, in the wars of religion uh, several hundred years ago, and and that also had at its as, at its uh, as its uh, focal point uh, France uh, back in the fifteenth and sixteenth century, even into the seventeenth century. You had wars of religion between Catholics and Protestants, and after believers of both sides had been killing one another for decades, if not. Uh, centuries, they finally decided that this cannot go on forever. We have to work out a concept of religious tolerance, implying that if you are a Protestant minority living in a Catholic uh, community, the Catholics uh, cannot just go out and kill all the Protestants, uh, even though they hated Protestants and they perceived the protestant uh, interpretation of christianity as a physical threat to their way of life um, so 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 in the aftermath of the wars of religion a concept of to- of religious tolerance was born in europe and in france implying that even though i hate catholics or protestants i have to live with things that i these things that i hate without you know, using threats, intimidation, violence, or the law to uh, silence them. And I think this is, in fact, what is going on right now in France, that migrants with a Muslim community, they have to learn to live with the fact that there are other people or minorities within their own faith communities who who are critical or uh, who have a different understanding of uh, Islam. And even though they hate it, they have to learn to uh, live with it. And this, this is in fact the essence of religious tolerance um, in the way it came into European life uh, several hundred years ago. So we have to we have to reinvent uh, and explain um, this essence of British cult tolerance when it comes to um, uh, migrants uh, with a Muslim countries. I just want to remind our listeners that some people are saying, "Well, this is just uh, you know a small minority," and 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 I, I think that's true. But we should not forget that in in thirteen countries with Muslim majorities in the Middle East, in, uh, in Central Asia, in North Africa, and in Africa, you have the death penalty for blasphemy. Meaning that what this French teacher did, you know, showing uh, blasphemous cartoons in class, is a crime that can be compared to the 9-11 attack on the United States, killing several thousand people. You receive the death penalty in both cases in uh, in in uh, these countries, and and this is a population of seven hundred twenty five million people. That's more people than uh, live in the in the European Union today. So I don't think that we should. Even though I I, I agree that that few people would do things like this. This is also about social social and cultural norms, where you when when you are When you are taught in school and in families that blasphemy is really a capital offense, it's very easy, I think, to find justification for for these kinds of uh, of insane cases of of violence. At least in recent
0: memory, what has been France's record when it comes to protecting people's ability to say what they want? Uh, without official sanction or without the government tolerating private sanction, uh, which is to say violence uh, against them?
1: I think one of the problems in France with free speech is that there is a double standard. Um, uh, France does not have a blasphemy law, which I uh, endorse and support because it means Uh, more freedom of expression. It also means that Charlie Hebdo can publish uh, blasphemous cartoons of the Prophet Muhammad without being prosecuted. But at the same time, France has uh, Holocaust denial laws. France has very tough hate speech laws, Uh, meaning that I think some Muslims in France... uh, and I understand that they have they have great difficulties understanding why it's okay to um, to to mock um, uh, the Prophet Muhammad, which they see as a holy man, while at the same time it's a criminal offense uh, to say outrageous things about the killing of six, six million Jews in Europe during uh, World War II. That is a double standard. I think it would be good if France was more consistent in applying uh, the principles of, uh, of free speech.
0: Cato Sr. Fellow Fleming Rose is author of The Tyranny of Silence. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast anywhere you please and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.